Yes, I reached out to Josh Antman on Twitter. He's a senior assistant producer at Sky Sports Golf and host of the Sky Sports Golf podcast. Um, and basically asked him a question around the BP World Tour and how the designated events would affect it that the, the PGA are setting up. So here's me getting a mention on the Sky Sports Golf podcast. Something which you know, you two will be able to talk quite a lot about is the strategic alliance with the DP World Tour. Um, Jerry Kelly, not that Jerry Kelly, who I think made the cut last week at the players. He did, yeah, he did, yeah. That's an amazing performance, fantastic. Mm. That is from Jerry Kelly. Um, uh, our Jerry Kelly said, Is the DP World Tour going to be left behind by the current PGA move on designated events, Jamie? Oh, I don't know, Jerry. We, listen, we've always been the number two tour. I mean, you can argue what number we are now or all the rest of it. Trying to keep our players from going over to states has always been a battle, and that's what it's always been about: trying to keep the players. So we're, we're always going to have our great events. Um, we go around the world, and play some amazing places over the last, you know, month or so. Okay, folks, just to let everyone know, with the golf picks this week, I've avoided the top order of the betting, as I've been burned badly the last two weeks in the USA in particular. So hopefully there's some value in here for everyone, including myself. The Valspar Championship at the Copperhead Course in Innsbruck near Tampa, Florida, is the American golf we're looking at this week. And I normally base my picks around a, a face group, book group that I'm in called Feed Good Golf and really uh, it's a, a pick'em group where the, the coordinator sets the rules and this week the rules are we have two picks and a bonus pick of someone with a G in their surname so that makes it rather interesting that's yeah, the best under power score for the three of them you can look at the betting for this um, so realistically Justin Rose and Adam Hadwin are two players that I looked at last week and uh, Justin was in my betting. He didn't finish that strong, he just missed out on a place bet which would have been a good value for me but at the same time he's playing very steady golf. Adam Hadwin, so we had a couple of mistakes coming down the stretch, cost him. So the two of them coming in at 22 to 1 I think are worth a punt each way this week in the Valspar and total off the wall outsider with the G involved is Lucas Lover at 150 to 1. If I was putting any bets there, they'd be placed bets, obviously. Next move for me then is to jump right across the pond to the SDC Championship in South Africa. And a, it's part of the DP Fantasy World Tour weekly picks that I make. Uh, where I pick kind of my six golfers, as I call them, my super six for the week. And my target so far has been to beat 1,000 points each week. And if I achieve that, I feel I'm staying up around the leaderboard in some of the league tables I'm in. And that has proved very successful so far in that um, I'm at top of three league tables and around the top six and a couple of others. So that's working well for me. My captain for this week and the second team in my team is Xander Lombard. Um, he's one of the more experienced players in the field. 
And given he is South African, I expect a strong showing from this week. And he's 45 to 1 in the betting. And he wants to have a tip on that one. Also, for the second time into my team, Tom McGibbon, the young Northern Irishman, after his good showing last week. Again, he was, not, he was 29th last week, which wouldn't have meant him showing in a place bet. But at the same time, very good showing for him points wise in my fantasy league team for a first time in. So definitely he's getting a second go. He's 60 to 1 in the betting. And this is kind of a more reduced field as well. So, you know, he's he's cutting his teeth on the DP World Tour. I feel he's he's performing very well. He's a points collector for me. That's why I have him in there. My next four picks for the fantasy golf team are all first timers in my team from the point of view of I haven't picked them any time this year. I may have picked them previously, but they are first time in my team this year. The German, Marcel Snyder, he's averaging 125 points per outing and very useful recent form season with an obvious pick. 40 to 1 in the betting. Two South Africans fill the next two places. Sean Norris, averaging a healthy 129 points per outing. 100 to 1 in the betting, definitely worth an each way look or a place bet alone. My next regular, well, he was always a regular for me. And he's come in back into my team this week. Uh, back, um, he was a regular in my team before his live departure. He's ever reliable, particularly when playing on home soil. Justin Harding. He's got to be worth a look as he returns to his happy hunting grounds. 90 to 1 in the betting. Got to be worth some kind of a place bet this week. And my final pick in my Super 6 this week is Connor Sain. The Scotsman has shown he can cope well at this level and he consistently gets the weekend, so he's worth a look for me, particularly in the fantasy team. But he's also worth a look in the betting at 55 to 1. I think he's due a big week. Getting New Look podcast out is the priority this week. As a United supporter, I can only dream about what we could do if we had an out and out goal scoring like Haaland. Anyway, I get to squeeze in both the real baddest away leg of the last 16 Europa League as well as Sunday's FA Cup tie against Fulham as part of this episode. Uh, Marcel Sabitzer has returned to Manchester United training ahead of the Europa League second leg against Real Betis. The Australian, the Austrian midfielder has missed the last two matches with an unspecified setback and definitely has been missed in the middle of the park. Anthony Martial and Victor Lindelof um, also trained with the United squad on Wednesday morning ahead of their flight to Spain later in the day, but Anthony was not spotted session. Alejandro Garnaccio obviously will be missing after it was confirmed he damaged ankle ligaments during Sunday's goalless draw with Southampton and the 18 year old will also miss United's upcoming games against Real Betis and Fulham in the Europa League and FA Cup respectively and he will not link up with the Argentina squad during the international break later this month. 
Casemiro is expected to start the Betis game given that he will miss the next four domestic matches through suspension after his red card last weekend. The Brazil international is walking on a suspension tightrope heading into this match as well and will serve a one-match European ban if he picks up a yellow card against Betis. Yellow cards are wiped after the quarter-final stage with everyone getting a clean slate for the semi-finals onward. However, should he or any other player pick up a third booking in the second leg of a possible quarter-final, they could miss the semi-final first leg. Squad depth and quality will become issues for Eric Tan Hag moving forward with the aforementioned Casemiro suspension and Garnacho's injury obvious losses. Eriksson is also some way off a return and in my opinion Rashford needs a rest but he will start to pick up niggly injuries due to too much game time. The Reds fixture schedule since the resumption of the campaign after the World Cup has been grueling featuring 23 matches in less than 3 months. Ten Hag's squad has been pushed to the maximum of both their physical and mental capabilities, meaning the upcoming international break will be a welcome breather for those not in line for a call by their respective nations. Rashford will get no such break. But with Sunday's clash with Fulham marking the opportunity to book a second semi-final date and a second trip to Wembley of the season, you could argue that Ten Hag would be better off resting some of his more senior fixture figures for that clash with Betis and dishing out opportunities to those who have not featured as much as they would like this season and returning to fuller strength for the FA Cup clash. Though it's hard to imagine the Dutchman making wholesale changes across the board just to ensure United are not put at risk of a complete capitulation and seeing a tie flipped on his head tomorrow night. Five or six changes for example wouldn't go amiss but he has to be careful. Does choose to make a flurry of alterations, few deserve an opportunity to prove their worth more than of Kunda Pelestri. He has made an immediate impact after coming off the bench against Betis, playing a key role in Wakehorst's goal, ahead of storing another 16 minutes under his belt against Southampton on Sunday. He's made a positive impression in each of his six cameo roles, meaning he is now in a position where he deserves to be rewarded with a first start, in my opinion. Anthony, when fit and available this season, has been almost a permanent fixture on the right wing, and it's likely he is going to be needed against Fulham. With that said, Palace 3 strikes as being a shoe-in to start against Betis, especially with Garnacho facing a spell on the sidelines. United to make changes against Betis and to get through, but it may be a hard watch. The Fulham game seems more straightforward, however, and we should have the resources to see our way into the semi-finals and another return to Wembley. Well, that's it for this one. Hope you've enjoyed it. Maybe got some little tippets out of it from the point of view of betting with regards to the golf. Um, gonna hope to squeeze in probably a rugby stroke GAA kind of episode before the weekend because there's a lot going on this weekend. Grand Slam, Beckling and also the end of the football leagues.
Bye for now. See you soon.